I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gear up for the match with suitable casual clobber. From overshirts and jackets to polos and tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats and more. Fritis Glada is making waves in the pubs and on the terraces. Come join the FDR movement and get 15% off with your discount code WMS. Stand out in the crowd, be indie, search FDR clothing online and on socials. Men say podcast. The end is nigh, or is it? Or is it? We'll uh, have a chat about the latest result that impacts on Sunderland's season, which was a 2 2 draw against Watford. And we're going to look ahead to that Preston game as well. Of course, it'll be a preview show later in the week, but we, this could be our last league game of the season. So um, well, definitely the last league game, you know what I mean, last competitive game of the season. So we will uh, have a little bit of a chat about that as well. Uh, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, as always, is Gareth Barker. Good evening. Evening. I nearly, when I tweeted out earlier, like, um, this might be the last Monday show of the season, and I remember it's not Monday, but... Well, I've it's, put, it's, I've it's put the branded, it isn't it? It's yeah, the branded, branded it? it the Monday. The Monday show, so, so there you go. So people, uh, Monday show extra, maybe. Um, sorry, I got, just, yeah. got distracted. Me cuts on somebody's roof across the way. There, it's, it's a bloody nightmare. Right? Okay. Um, right. Uh, we are. Um, we are joined by. For I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Wise men say a podcast debut by Scott Wilson from the Northern Echo. Hiya, fellas. Yeah, I think it is. Finally made it. <laughs> well, do you know, it was just because we, we chat about Sullen most weeks, Scott. You we know, do, to be fair. When, yeah, when, we do. when, we're, doing, when we're doing the other um, thing we all mentioned matches. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, as people have probably, like, you know, figured and, and gathered in the last couple of years, the, the, the Nationals don't really send their guys to Sunderland as much anymore um, with them oh, being outside the Premier League. It's a blue moon at the minute, isn't it? it yeah, really so there's, there's, yeah. You, you possibly really on that front see more of Sunderland, Middlesbrough and Newcastle than any, anybody else, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I think so. Certainly up for the three, yeah. Um, uh, there's myself and Dom at the Echo and we share the three. So um, I would say I'll probably see, you probably see about half of all the threes matches, if that makes sense, over the course of the mm-hmm. season. So... So um so yeah, kind of dance around them, but um but I I reckon I've probably seen about half of Sunderland's this year, and that will probably be true of Borough as well. 
Okay, well, that's another reason why we've got you here because obviously Borough could play a significant part in Sunderland's destiny yeah. this weekend. So we'll uh, we'll have a chat about that, but we'll we'll quickly look back um, at Saturday. I think. <laughs> Is anybody surprised Sunderland didn't win this game? First of all, let's let's before we we get on to how we got to the scoreline. Um, you know, we we we. I'm not going to say a predicted Gareth, but you know, there was a there was a fear by most Sunderland fans this might happen after the West Brom win. Um, is it why is that? Does that fear exist through the whole typical Sunderland thing? Because the, or, is... Uh, is, it, is it possibly, but as much as anything, because the home <clears throat> form is so... well. I'm saying that's the reason why, because our home form yeah. is not very good. I mean, I posted something on um, this on social media on <clears throat> Sunday. I think it was Sunday after the game, um, just about our home form for the last five years outside the top flight. Um, we've won 23 games um, in our last five seasons outside the top... Uh, I'm sorry, outside of um, League One. Um, so I know some people replied kind of thinking, well, yeah, there was... Well, they were all relegation battles, weren't yeah, they? Yes, but there's, mit- there's, mit- yeah. there's mitigating circumstances for every season, but my point is more tailored towards... It's quite incredible that, you know, there's still... You know, forty thousand people going every week, just despite the fact that they don't often see us win um, at home. So, and the attendance, the attendances have gone up. Um, you know, so it, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing that people, you know, it does help that we're in a good position in the league and all that kind of thing, and people go that hope that we will start registering some victories at home. <clears throat> But it, you know the the reason as to why. I mean, we we aren't very good at home. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think there's any exact science to it. I just may, maybe it's the way this season, more specifically, you know, the way we play. Maybe teams come and you know make it more difficult for us to break them down, and we maybe struggle with a bit of the physicality surrounding that, and obviously the time wasting and stuff like that. It was quite funny on Saturday, wasn't it, when Chris Wilder came out afterwards saying he was surprised there was seven minutes on. I was surprised there was seven minutes added on as well because I thought it should be about 12. I think if that game had been in the Qatar World Cup, I think it'd still be going on now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, some of the time wasting was just, like, quite... I mean... So We've arrived br- to that point. So we? We, we, we were saying yeah. in the first sort of quarter of a season, we were like, oh, isn't it great to be out of League One because, um, you know, teams aren't showing us that much respect and we aren't getting teams coming here and time wasting from the first minute. And as such has been our improvement in the league. That's exactly what Watford did at the weekend. And it's a, it's a compliment, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is a compliment, be, yeah. Be taken. Um, but yeah, as to, it, uh, yeah, as to why the home form's rubbish, I well, just think it's a mystery, isn't it? You'd have to get some sports psychology. I, I, I think, you know, generalising this season, I would say, yes, um, Saturday is the first time, I, you know, we've, you know, we don't have to go on record. People are pretty clear where we stand with the with the situation around the lack of centre-forwards in the squad and how, how many points we think we probably would have picked up, um, you know, had that been addressed sufficiently. I think, personally, Saturday was was directly linked to the fact that neither and or Danny Bart and Dan Ballard were playing because they're two free headers in the box from their only two corners of the game, and that's something that's been evident, Scott, isn't it? The the lack of height in Sunderland's team, and I think that was a direct punishment for that on Saturday. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, you know, all through the season, they've made a pretty decent job of covering gaps here, there and everywhere, aren't they? But but every now and then, there's just times when it's really hard to cover those gaps. So that it has been the odd game where it's really stood out that you could have done with a centre-forward to hold up the ball. And I think this was the example of, you know, you, you, can, you can kind of get by without natural centre-halves there and, and, you know, try and, and Luke have done a pretty good job of doing that. But when it comes to the nitty-gritty of balls into the box, set pieces, sometimes you just need that big centre-half there to be able to head it away. And at the moment, Sutherland don't have that. And as you rightly say, they don't even have a big centre-forward who's able to drop back and do it either. So, um, you know, I, I think that was probably, you're right, a case of that just catching up with them. Um hopefully it won't catch up with them again this weekend at Preston. Um, but, the, you know, clearly, if you're the Preston manager looking at that, you're looking at it and thinking, well, if we can get set pieces, get that ball in the box, get the big lads up there and see what happens. So that's something that uh, Tony Mowbray is going to have to do his best with over the next week, really, because it doesn't sound like Ballard's going to be back, does it? No, the cop with the West Brom, Gareth, didn't it? Because like, that mm. was a concern at West Brom, wasn't it? Everybody was... Yeah, they there wasn't much confidence going into that game, but for for this exact reason. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, Matt and Eleanor talked about that sort of the, the Ballard and Bart factor on the reaction pod. Um, I think I don't I don't want to say like, oh well, we're not conceding those goals if those two players on the pitch because I, I don't think we are personally. I, I'm I not simplistic, but I just think it's true. We've conceded <laughs> goals from set pieces this season with those players on the pitch, so. I, th- I think it helps, and maybe you don't concede both of them. But anyone can go to sleep and fail to pick up. I mean, they're not being beaten physically; it's just they've switched off. Um, if we're saying that, like Ballard and Bart wouldn't have switched off because it was Eckler for the first one who didn't pick his man up, and then um, it was all nine for the. the Eckler was kind one. of the wrong side of those, wasn't he? Where you know, I, you know, I just think back to the Millwall game when Gary Rowe came out at the end and just said. Danny Bart just headed everything away because that's what yeah. they would try to do all game. Millwall just throw the ball in the box, weren't yeah. they? And they, they didn't have a plan B after that when that Maybe. didn't work. Maybe, I mean, I'd say, I'm not disputing that, you know, it's, it's valid. It's the same argument because somebody might say, well, how can you say it would have been different if we had a centre forward? I think you saw on, on Saturday, Davis's, um, Keenan Davis's influence on the game um, in terms of holding the ball up for them and winning three kicks and putting his body in, in the way and things like that. Kind of think, well, if we had a player like that on our team, you know, <laughs> we'd, been th- we'd have been third, hmm. in my opinion, like we would. Like, just the way we the way we played, probably have a, a lovely time um, getting on the end of things, but also when we need somebody to get all of that ball um, and look after it. And he, he did that for Watford at times and, you know, made it very difficult. So, yeah, it, it it's uh, you know, two nil. You're thinking, well, that's it, aren't you? Really, you know, we're going to score, don't we? Mowbray made the point. West Brom when he said we play at half time. You score, you always score. So I was confident. I I I, I agree. I I didn't really think we'd pull two back, but I think I once think we got we one, score. we had a good chance. And I think it's one of them where if you play five minutes more, we'll probably win the game. Mm. Um, after we've got the equaliser, um, and we did have a f- few mo- like sort of movements around the box when after we'd got the second. Um, I mean, it's funny because Roberts had, had, didn't have, have a particularly great game, did he? <clears throat> but then 
you know, pulls that out of the bag, which is, yeah. you know, unbelievable strike, really. I think the, the, one of the things going into the game was it, it felt like a game Sunderland had to win, really. And and I think even during the game, it probably felt like that a bit. And it's only now when you look at it and you think, well, actually, the difference between winning and getting that point is probably not that massive going into what we still need on the last day. And, and actually getting something was what was the imperative because, you know, had that, had that equaliser not gone in, then the last day does look completely different, at least now. There's that chance, isn't there? I, I thought, I'll, I'll be honest, it, it was very much like, so Robert scores, and obviously, I think because we're chasing the game and you think, firstly, you you think what a great goal, but you probably don't appreciate as much as you should because of the desperate nature of how it comes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it was very much the conversation of fans leaving the ground was very much, it's not enough, is it? It's not enough. And, there, and everybody was saying that. And like you say, it's only actually now you take a step back helped by Blackburn's result yesterday. Yeah. Where you're actually looking and thinking, it's not ideal, no. You know, we've dropped, you know, but actually now there's there's two teams we can catch. There, there, you know, it, it it is. It is possible. And that goal could be huge. It was vitally important that the score. Well, we've gone from a three percent chance a few weeks ago of getting the playoffs statistically to a thirty five percent chance. Um which is you know it's one in three. Somebody said to you last day of the season, you've got a slightly better than one in three chance of qualifying for the playoffs from your last game. Um, yeah, you'd take it, wouldn't you? I mean, there's three, there's across the two games, I would need a result aside from obviously I was winning the game, obviously a draw or a, or a, a Blackburn win, and then obviously a Middlesbrough win, a common, any of those, and we're. And if we win our game, that's it we're in, isn't it, basically? So mm. it's not, it doesn't feel like, well, that's unlikely. It feels very possible. You just got to make sure you win your game and yeah, and yeah. Hope, everything, hope everything works out. And for, yeah. thankfully for us, last few weeks, aside from the odd result, generally the results have no, gone for us. Opened, it's opened up, wasn't it? Apart from that, the two, obviously, the disappointment we couldn't get over the line with that. And I think, I was I watched Millwall's game on Friday night. I was gutted when they scored that winner because I didn't think they deserved it. Didn't think they played very well at all. Um, but they they got that goal. Um, what is interesting, uh, Scott, is just we've we've asked this question before. Whether it's just youthful, um, don't want to say naivety, but just you know a lack of experience can help sometimes when you you know you look and and people say youngsters can be fearless, and we've seen many examples of that. In terms of individual players, and yeah, this side will just never—they will never ever stop. That was one thing. Even a two-nil down, you thought, well, we've seen Sunderland teams in the past just not bother putting a tackle in in, in these situations, and you won't get that from this team. That—that's yeah. guaranteed. It was interesting. Funny enough, earlier today, I've just been at the um, at the Peacock up in Sunderland. They're doing the rehearsals for the play, and Lyndon Gooch and Dan Neal had gone over to do a bit of press stuff over there and everything, and, and chatting to Lyndon, and 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 he was saying, and and you know, uh, we were talking about the pressure and and you know going into this last game and everything, and and he basically said, look, you know, last season there was pressure in all of those games at the end of the season, going to Morecambe. Haven't you know? Haven't to win because it's an absolute bare minimum that you get into the playoffs. Sheffield Wednesday haven't to win because Sunderland have to be at Wembley. Go to the final have to win because Christ Almighty, we need to get out of this league. And and it it's just that that the pre you know yes, there's pressure. They they're all professionals. Clearly, they all want to go to the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
But it's a different pressure this time, isn't it? And, I, and he's genuinely saying, look, we're going there just saying, let's have a go at it. You know, let's go. Let's try and win the game. What will be will be after that. But actually, it's not... We don't feel like we've got the gun to our head like we had at the end of last season where we had to get out of that league. This is different. And I think, you know, yeah, nobody wants to say it's a it's a it's a free hit because it isn't a free hit. You know, it's it's massive and who knows when the next chance to get in the Premier League might come around. But I think he's right in that it's it is a different pressure to last season, and it's felt like for the last month or so, it's just been a case of well, let's just have a go at this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I agree, and we'll we'll get on. Our expectations might change from that. Um, I think that's been the the thing this season, generally. In the the there's just been a freedom across the board, hasn't there? On the pitch, off the pitch, <clears> in that that feeling. It's you know, in in League One, every defeat's an embarrassment. Nearly every defeat's the worst defeat in the in the club's history. Yeah. That's what it feels like, you know, when you lose to like, you know, get beat off Lincoln three one at home, and you know, think the games like you know, some of the games are lost in that league, you know. Yeah, it, it is uh, you know losing six nil to Bolton. I mean, it, it is, and that wasn't that long ago, you know. That was like what <laughs> about fourteen months ago or something? Well. 16 months ago or something that game you look at it and go wow like you're right it is a different it's a different kind of pressure I think that the it is it is a bit of a free hit um I guess the you know the issue will be depending on what the whatever the outcome if if, if they're not promoted the, I think the outcome will be that the pressure will be different next year and let's just hope we don't yeah. look back and go maybe we didn't Look at the opportunity with as much, you know, taking it not. They will be taken it seriously, but understand that the opportunities like this might not come along so not easily again because you know it's not been easy, but it might not come as readily, like as, as quickly as it has. Where you know, in in a year, we've found ourselves in a similar position to last year. Really, I mean, we could finish fifth, um, and we yeah. finished fifth in League One, and it felt like. You know, you had to fight. We had to fight tooth and nail to finish fifth in League One last year, and this year we've kind of could finish fifth almost by accident. Or and it, it's just very, it's just a strange sort of yeah. It, 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 I, I can't remember because you know, as we know, Sunderland are always involved in a, in a relegation or a promotion battle. It's very, very rare that Sunderland finish mid-table and have quite a boring season. I would suggest. Steve Bruce's 10th place finishes arguably the last time that happened. But this hasn't felt like there's pressure amongst, like, to, to go with it. Like, the like Gareth says, normally you expect Sunderland to get promoted. And that's still true, even from, maybe not, not this season, but Sunderland should be a Premier League team. And this has been the first promotion battle I can ever remember where there hasn't been that expectation or, or pressure on it. And it's been nice in a way. Means I haven't been stressing for like months about it. I mean, even after the game at the weekend, it didn't come out feeling like gutted. Like thinking, oh, we've chucked it in because it doesn't feel like we we had anything to chuck away, sort of thing. Um, even you know when you you're six and it's in your hands, it's just a very it's a it is kind of uncharted territory, really, in a way. 
Do you think that'll be different? Position. Do you think that'll be different in the playoffs? Because I, I get the feeling that if it all if it doesn't happen on on um, Monday, then the mood will probably. It, it, it depends how it doesn't happen. If Sunderland go there and just don't turn up at all, get beat, and and the other results go for them, and they could have got in, then I think that yeah, you know, clearly going to be different. But in general, I think the feeling will probably be well. It's been a good season. You know, hopefully we can build on it. Let's move on into summer. Now, if you then get into the playoffs and you're in the semi-final, I think suddenly then the whole mood and everything's different because while there probably shouldn't be any extra expectation and pressure, I think there probably is because all of a sudden you're only three games, what, a couple of wins away from being back in the Premier League? Maybe, but I kind of I just think back to the being in the playoffs last year. And the the pressure that was on that, like, I mean, you, you alluded to there, the conversation we had with Lyndon Gooch, it's, it's, just an, it's just an absolute albatross around the club's neck, almost being in that division for that mm. length of time. And then those games are so, it's, it's, you're like, it's not something to look forward to almost. It's like, well, we have, the only result here is win. And if we don't win, it's a catastrophic failure. Yeah. And like it's... that is how it felt. It's like if you if you we feel like if we lost that playoff final last year, I mean, it would have just been the just the worst. And like or losing the semi final again. Um whereas this time mm. it's like, yeah, well if we got in there, yes, it would have more it would be like we we've got a chance. I mean but I, 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 do you think it's been less of a big lose. deal as well? And just I know it's like, which is quite I strange think, to I say think because, of, because the, the prize is the Premier League. But, you know, if you think back to the first season we were down in League One and we got the playoffs that season yeah. and we were doing podcasts and we were looking back at playoffs of previous years and previous campaigns and like really getting in, 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 in the mood, although that wasn't reflected with the attendance for that part of the game, if you remember. But generally, we, you know, we were doing that. And now you're thinking, well, in the last four seasons, we've had three playoff campaigns. Yeah, yeah. Not... Uh, you know, this is almost like just oh yeah, it's playoffs again. Like it's almost normal us now. Second nature as a fan. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And obviously, you know, if 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 um if it was to be Wembley come the end of of the month, then obviously, you know, the novelty factor is not quite the same there either. Although obviously, a championship playoff final would be a different kettle of fish and. Maybe it would be against Borough, which would be quite remarkable <laughs> to think of that down at Trafalgar Square. Goodness me! Oh God! Well, we'll get on. I'll tell you, you what. Well, think, I... Do you not think? Though, do you not think? Um, it's in every playoff campaign we've probably been in. This, I think, this would be the first one. Probably since nineteen ninety, which I wasn't around for, and somebody might be able might be able to correct me. But this would probably be the first one where we'd be the underdogs yeah. in the playoffs because we ne- we're never in that position because we're always again if you contextualise it, you know when we finished third under Peter Reid, we got ninety ninety points um, and didn't get promoted. Um, that was our first season in League One and the Charlton playoff final. You know, we sh- we should have got, we should have get promoted up with that squad and all that. We were the should have been the favourites, really. Um, you know, you, you look at a lot, lot of those, a lot of those campaigns with the pressure that was on them and the stature of the club, the recency of being in the Premier League, 
all that kind of thing, we've always been, and there's been an expectation that Sunderland should win the playoffs. Whereas this time, there's they just I just don't think there would be a level of expectation that we should win the playoffs. I think people would just be, well, we're here. Let's let's enjoy it and see what happens. And if we, if we do I, get I agree out with it, you, I agree with you to an extent. But I think if Sunderland were to get in and, and have Luton in a playoff semi final. Then and, and you shouldn't think like this because Luton were in the playoffs last year. They're a side who fully deserve to be up the top of the table and potentially are going to finish 10, 15 points ahead of Sunderland. And yet, I still think in a playoff semi-final against Luton, there wouldn't be an expectation that Sunderland win it. But I, I don't think they'd be going on going in as huge underdogs in the eyes of Sunderland fans or in the eyes of neutrals, really. Mm. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean because, like, you know, Sunderland were promoted last year as the third place team of the three teams that went up, and I don't think there's a, you know, a massive surprise probably outside externally that Sunderland have, have been the one who've performed the best and have been the one out of those three clubs to make a go of it, because in 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 theory we had a worse team than those teams last year um, on paper, but it's Sunderland, so. It's kind of like, you know, now they're a big club. They'll be there or thereabouts. And we are, I guess. But well, I'll tell you what, we'll have, we'll have to take a little break now. And we'll come back and we'll, we'll have a little bit of a um, continuation of that chat and look a little bit ahead um, to next Monday. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Wise Wednesday podcast. Right, so we're just going to continue that chat, really. Um, just want to put a little uh, break in there. I hope you buy whatever it is. Um, you encouraged to buy. <laughs> why do you <laughs> hope? Why do you hope that? We got no, there's no benefit Lot- to us if somebody. Well, them annoying lottery adverts normally. Yeah, um, yeah well, you can go and buy an, um, some FDR clothing. That's what you can do. Yeah, you so could do that. Yeah, absolutely do that. Um, right. So, <sighs> we uh, are have been relying on other results, haven't we? To an extent, we were saying before the Blackburn game, a draw would have been ideal for Sunderland because. It gives Blackburn a chance. So it means they need to go to Millwall last game and play for something where had they lost, they would have been out of it. 
and you know probably turned it in so that worked out well for us because it keeps them it keeps them below still um but there are so many theories thrown around and people really overthink all this don't they and we had when we were talking about this we had people saying yeah but what about borough we need them to win so they can still finish third so they can go on to the last day against coventry and get that win and then the the um opposite point of view to that was well actually no if, if borough lose um, they aren't going to want to lose two games in a row and go on to the playoffs in bad forms. And like, who knows what the right answer is to, is 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 to that? But we were having a conversation, Scott, before um, the game Sunday, weren't we? And and, mm. and you were saying that you actually said that you wouldn't have been surprised if Rotherham was the one that Borough slipped up in because they've got some players coming back who the... they have. Yeah. So the, the um, not quite at Sunderland levels, but they have had their injury issues, Borough. They've they've had well, they had six out for the game that they lost down at Luton. Three of them came back at Rotherham, but were only for parts of the game. Um, and Carrick obviously rested both Akpom and Hackney for the Luton game. They played against Rotherham. But, I, yeah, I, I know what you were saying. I I think that Borough losing at Rotherham is a good result for Sunderland because I think I think exactly that, that um, it's they've now lost two in a row. There's been a bit of chuntering from the fans that this is the worst possible way to go into the playoffs, etc., etc. Now, I'm not saying that Carrick's going to be listening to the fans when he's picking his team. Clearly, he isn't. But it's a sold-out game at the Riverside. It's the last home game. It's their chance to to get that bit of momentum back going into the playoffs. I think that, well, I'm, I'm pretty certain that, that he'll play his full-strength team. Um, the players that are coming back, I think if any of them have a chance of playing in the playoff semi-final, and by all accounts, three or four of them will, then I think you'll want to get a game into them because there's some of them that haven't played for the best part of a month. So I think they play. Um, and, and I think that there'll be a, a real kind of mood swell within the Borough camp to try and win that game and just get into the playoffs or, or, you know, on, on a decent setting with a bit of momentum that maybe has been lost a little bit over the last couple of days. So... Um, sitting here now, I think Borough will be bang on for that, and I think Borough will win that game. Um, now the the one caveat to that is maybe if it's level after say sixty minutes and a draw suits Coventry and Borough start making a few changes and there's a couple of players that Carrick doesn't necessarily want to get 90 minutes into and so he's taking them off when ordinarily he might not if they actually have to win the game. That's maybe the only little worry that that could then peter out into a draw which would suit Coventry. But all things being equal, I'd fancy Borough to win that game. That's the way I've always looked at it as well until you just said that second part and now I'm worried again. <laughs> um, <laughs> which players are coming back that you think you need to get minutes into? Well, so um, so at the weekend, um, he started with McGree, who's been out for a long time. He'll play again, I would have thought. Um, McNair's been out for a long time, but he was back at centre-half because it doesn't look like Dale Fry isn't, is going to be back for the playoffs. He'll play. Tommy Smith, who's been playing at right-back and is, is quite an important player for, for them, really, um, defensively, he was on the bench at Rotherham. But Dyke Steele obviously got sent off in that Rotherham game. So Smith will come in at right back for them. Um, there's also suggestions that um, Aaron Ramsey, who is the lad they've got on loan from Villa, yeah. uh, he probably, he's touch and go whether he makes the playoffs. But I think if if he is going to be right for the semi-final, they'll want him at least on the bench at the weekend. Um and then the other one was uh, Ryan Giles didn't play at Rotherham 
but that's a very minor thing. So I fully expect him to be back for the Coventry game. So I think other than probably Ramsey, maybe, and potentially Housen, I think they'll be at full strength or, or at least full strength in terms of what they'll have for the first leg of the semi-final for that game. Is Jazz the left-back? Jazz is the left-back who's on loan from Wolves, yeah. I yeah, very was, attacking, I very attacking left-back. Absolutely terrible when we beat them at the stadium. Yeah, right? he but was. I, know I know he's highly rated. Yeah, he was. He was. He, he, um, he couldn't get the ball in the box, could he? And yet, and yet, that's easily the worst game he's had for them because he's... he's um, He's undoubtedly been one of their best players this season. He's top of the assists, isn't he, in the championship, I think. And a lot of what they do goes through. Mm. Where are you on this, Gareth? Because, you know, I'm inner, very much inner and um, channeling my inner Jimmy Rear with this. Um, but that was the point of view I had. And I did put from the Wiseman take out on Twitter. I did put that point of view across to somebody before the Borough game. So I wasn't being revisionist. And I did see actually a way to look at this might be that Borough aren't going to want to go in the playoffs. I know it's almost cliche territory, isn't it? You need to go into the playoffs with some momentum, but, it, but it's right. You're not going to want to go in the well, playoffs and not mm, winning in three games. Especially if you play, you could potentially play exactly Coventry in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, psychologically, I mean, some might say, oh, well, technically you wouldn't want to give too much away, but like, I mean, come on, they've played 46 games. Like, you, yeah. the, the level of analysis now, you know, that, that goes into it. There's not going to be any major surprises. Um, so I would say that you know, I think there could be a bit of, and we've got don't take you got to take into account that you know this. I've talked before about Coventry's record since they got relegated from the Premier League before, um, and there's going to be an edge for them on this. I mean, they could drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, um, and. From fifth position, so there could be some tension and nervousness there. I think I think if Coventry were at home, they are playing well, aren't they? They are playing well, yeah. I think if Coventry were at home, um, you know, I'd I'd fancy I'd fancy Coventry, but because because they're away from home and and given the circumstances, and it'll be, you know, Middlesbrough are one of the you know the form teams the second half of the season. I mean the the start the when Carrie took over during the relegation zone basically and now they're fourth and going and they've secured the playoff place. So you know there's a chance there for us in that game. The thing is you can you can go through all these scenarios of what's going to happen in a game. Um and how many times have you you know <laughs> had an expectation of a game and it goes completely um the other way. So Something they just got to win their game out. We just got to try and win, and I think we've got a good chance of winning. And we shouldn't, but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that's the fundamental factor. Because I think, like you said, Scott, I think for us, if if you know Blackburn and uh, say Blackburn and Millwall drew and um, Coventry lost, and we we draw, lose our game, we'll be going. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe. I can't believe it went for us and we didn't get in. So the primary focus has to be win your game and hope that it goes you it goes your way. And if we do if we win our game, we'll we'll finish uh, seventh as well. Um which when you if you when the dust settles and you look at it, you go, I was disappointed we didn't get into the playoffs, but nobody would have anticipated us finishing seventh after being yeah. promoted in the playoffs from League One. So um 
you know, on reflection, you'd probably go, yeah, that's like a major result. And also, you know, it, it's a platform for next season. I think what we need, I think we do need as a club, you know, I think if we finish as high as possible, I think it should be a catalyst for, for an actually, you know, if we had, if we, if we had strengthened the way we should have in certain, in January in the areas, let's hope it's, it's a point of reflection and say, well, let's make sure that we don't, you know, do that again. And we, we make sure we're as strong as possible next year because the expectation from supporters will absolutely change next year, regardless. People, the, the club need to anticipate that because they've kind of, I think, got away with the fact that that lack of expectations just give like that, that free hit mentality. It won't, it won't be seen as a free hit next year. It'll be seen as well. Anything less than seventh is a little bit of a failure um, because we should be building on it and all that. I think that'll be the general feeling. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, because again, and, and, and like we keep saying, I think the free hit analogy is really <clears throat> is right this season. But like it's like we keep saying, let's not lose sight of the fact that at the minute things stand, Sunderland are probably, I say arguably the biggest club in the division. But we've spoke before where we, I actually put all the lists together, which I'll share either through a blog or through a Twitter, where I looked at it and I went and looked at things of like previous league finishers. Most flights in the top division, more silverware, biggest attendances, all of the, and all of these things. Sunderland top the list in this division at the moment. God knows if that's going to change because God, I mean, uh, God knows who's coming down next season for a start. Um, but I, I think you're right; expectations will change. Um, lots of talk on the Coventry game. What are we thinking about the the Millwall Blackburn one? I, I was talking to somebody about Spurs the other day in the Premier League, and I was saying like it's, you know, watch how 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 bad they seem to be and, and you just can't believe they've accumulated enough points to be even where they are in the Premier League because they look like a laughing stock and Blackburn I have a bit of a feel about that to me in this division like every time I watch them on Sky that the crap they beat us down there and were crap and 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 didn't deserve to and then we beat them up here they've never won in like weeks and weeks and weeks so how they're still in with a chance yeah. um, defies logic a little bit but Millwall, I know Millwall have had a wobble but they're good at home, and I just cannot personally see Millwall failing to beat Blackburn at home. I'm, no, I'm quite strong you. on that. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I, I'd fancy Borough, but I, 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 that would be the game I think that would be most likely to go Sunderland's way because I'm with you. Even before last night, I would have fancied Millwall quite strongly at home to Blackburn. I know that result keeps Blackburn in, in theoretically in with it, and they've got something to play for. But I mean, they're going to need you know a, a load of results to go for them to be able to get in. So. I would fancy, like you, and it, we're going to go into cliche territory again here, but, you know, the den, full, uh, you know, raucous atmosphere. If Millwall get on the front foot in that game, they win that game, I think. Um, I'd be surprised if Millwall didn't win that. Yeah. Clean sweep I mean, for you, Gareth. How are you looking at that game? I think a, a draw is possible. I mean, Blackburn don't seem to concede a lot of goals. You know what I mean? They're quite yeah. physic. They're quite physical. So I think I don't think they'll get bullied by by Millwall. And you know, when we're talking about, you know, it's a very direct style that they've got. Um, and I think they're 
I think there was a stat saying that 15 of the last 18 goals have only has been scored by Bradshaw and Fleming. So they've obviously got... Um, it's very, they're very centred around those players in terms of the goal scoring. So um, I think a draw is a, a possibility, but you'd, you'd expect, like Scott's alluded to there, you'd expect Millwall to, to win that game. And given that, like... I'd agree with Steve as well. Blackburn are pretty turgid, aren't they, really? Um, you know, they've struggled to score goals. Um so yeah, I don't I don't think uh I think their forward player goal contributions or something again. There was a start on Sky last night. They were of the last however many games were pretty pretty sparse, really. So I don't think Broughton Diaz scored in about 15, 16 games. Yeah. So their fans are accusing them of, of... Throwing the towel in because he's he's he's, he's um, sealed his move away, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he's so yeah, we asked for some um, input on the socials. A lot of people sort of agree with the, with what we're saying, really. Jonathan Bestford, um, people saying Borough will play a weakened team. I don't see it because Borough are not in great form. Lost four of the last seven, um, and the last two, so we'll want to head in the playoffs with some momentum, which is which is exactly what we've said. Rob um, Cronin keep the faith if we win, which I think we will. I back either Borough to get the win or Blackburn to get the draw. They are both strong competitive sides, and, um, which will give Coventry and Millwall a run for their money. Um, as for Preston, we'll have these. Um, and we have also Paul um, Jakes. Uh, my nerves are shot. I'm definitely overthinking all the possibilities, but I think we make the playoffs. Uh, I think Borough will not want to go in the playoffs on the back of three defeats. So it'll be Coventry, Blackburn, love a draw right now. But you know me, I'll take whatever we can get. One of the most positive people we come across, Paul, but um, uh, our own Jimmy Ray probably takes that tag. Uh, Adam Williams, I fancy us to do it, but reckon it might be the other game that does it for us. I think Blackburn's equaliser yesterday means it at least stopped Millwall from winning. Um, And SEFC North Yorkshire, I'm feeling very calm. Must just be you, mate. <laughs> Although I expect that to completely change, fair enough. Whether we do it or not, what a season we've had. Well I think we I don't, all, I I think don't we feel nervous. Win. I don't feel nervous about it at all. I am quite looking forward to it. Is there any I mean, risk in any of this though that and I and I, and we've talked about all the permutations here, but and I and I, and I don't say this lightly, but is, is there any risk that there's kind of, not an assumption that's wrong, but the the part of the equation I think we're all just thinking will happen is Sunderland going there and winning. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the yeah. only reason I throw that in is that it's really funny, but Borough last season went yeah. to Preston on the last day. Now they weren't in his in, in they weren't it wasn't in their hands either. And actually they wouldn't have got in anyway come what by the end of the afternoon. But they had to go and win at Preston and they, Preston had nothing to play for and they were three 0 down in about twenty minutes. <laughs> um <clears throat> And you know, I'd, it, it, it's again, it can be dangerous. These sides, they were, in theory, have nothing to play for, but are, are at home on the last day of the season in front of, you know, fans who will be expecting them to turn it on and give them something to go into the summer with. So, I would fancy Sunderland. I absolutely. But that first twenty minutes, half an hour, they, they're going to have to, you know, be prepared for for. Preston probably to come out all guns blazing with nothing to lose and kind of throwing everything at it early because um, as I, and I, I, I just go back to that's exactly what happened last year and, and Borough were out of it before they'd even started looking at what else was happening anyway. 
I think mm-hmm. that would probably suit us if they came out, though. I think, yeah. you know, with our the way we play, you know, and, you know, our away records being excellent. Preston have got one of the poorer home records in the league, yeah. I believe. I haven't got that set up, but I'm sure somebody out there, if they want to go and have a look at it, they've got one of the worst home records in the league. So, um, I think if you look at it on paper, Sunderland should win. Um, but I'm not, as, as I mentioned before, I'm not taking it for granted that Sunderland are going to win the no, game because no, no. I think I think it'll be a nervy afternoon once the once it kicks once the game kicks off and you start seeing the other results come in and that once that all begins to happen, you know, then they start putting live league tables up and all that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that that's when. You know, if we're in there with 20 minutes to go and the games are all on a knife edge, you know, say you're sixth and it's nil-nil in both, you know, nil-nil yeah. in one game and one-nil to Millsbury in the other game and we, we're leading by a goal and that that's when I think it'll... <laughs> The heart might be beating the a little bit faster. Jangling, I think that yeah. I think then the nerve, that's when the nerves look when it become when it when it becomes something that's tangible. Um, I think if it was six going into the last game, I'd be a little more yeah. nervous because we'd have something to lose. Whereas we kind of haven't really got anything to lose because it's not in our hands. And I think we're just I think you're right. Enjoy, enjoy it. It. And there'll be there'll be what six. Six thousand, I think. That's the thing. Normally, well. when someone takes that that kind of following anywhere, it always uh, goes wrong, doesn't it? it well, you know, Barn- Barnsley, Wigan. Yeah, I think you're right. That on paper, if you could kind of pick a game for Sunderland on the last day that they needed to win, this would probably be it. Because, like you say, Preston side that haven't been playing very well, don't really have anything to play for. Style will probably suit Sunderland. Aren't necessarily big, ugly, and physical and aggressive. And yet, the championship's the championship, isn't it? And games can, you know, games can just go crazy in the space of 10 minutes. So, let's see. Mm. Well, I listened to, um, to, to sort of a few podcasts and read a few opinions about how things were going to go before the weekend's game. And the general consensus seemed to be that Preston, who had something to play for at that point, were going to go to Bramall Lane and roll Sheffield United over because they had been in the in, in the pub for two days mm. after winning promotion. And everybody was saying they've got absolutely nothing to play for. You know, the players have been posting photos of them being out non-stop in the two days. They might play a weekend team. They can't, they can't catch the they can't catch Burnley, they can't drop a third. And and the prediction was um Fancy Preston, back Preston on this one, and that was like four one or something in the end, wasn't it? I think three one, four one. Yeah. So yeah, I think they've had a few bad results, haven't they, Preston? Recently, did they get beat three 0 or someone the other week? I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they've had a couple of bad ones, and it seems to be a little bit of a manager sort of not happy with the investment. I think that. Some of the comments from the manager seem to rustle a few of the players' feathers. I saw some comments from one of the players about it. So, is it they don't seem a wholly united um, group? But you could say that about Watford at the weekend. So, um, I think again, <laughs> it's. I was annoyed by that actually. How much, how much they will put the body on the line, and how much they were determined yeah. to get something out of that game. And everybody's been telling us that they've just been. 
tossing it off week after week. Yeah. And you could, because you yeah. couldn't accuse them of that. If you think before Robert's goal, you know, when Clark sort of sends two of them for a taxi and, yeah. and they kind of like slide into each other, but at least the, 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 the throwing the body down to try and, and yeah. stop us from scoring, like you, you couldn't accuse them of, of, no, and I'm, really. I'm just having a look here at Preston, and and I mean you're right, they they haven't won any of the last four, but actually they're unbeaten in seven at home. They oh really? At home since the start of February, which you know, I often think at this stage when a team is in quotes tossing it off, it's it's invariably easier to toss it off away from home, isn't it? It's 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 a it's a it's generally a harder thing to do in front of your own fans. So you know that 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 has to be factored into it a little bit, I think. Mm. Yeah, well, it's Gareth saying how bad the art hall. No, man. I think the, I, how many <laughs> the games have they won? What no, no, but we, need, but we we need a draw. It's not good enough for us, is it? So <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If they draw a lot of games, that won't be enough exactly. for us. Mm. Yeah. Oh God, right. We'll be back in some um some form or other later in the week to look more into the game, um, and probably just talk more about this stuff. Uh, yeah, so not much else to say. Nothing to plug now, have we? We had the live show. It's been in, no, it's been, it's been in Oh, we got well. We could mention that keep keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears to the ground, keep your eyes to the ground. Sometimes <laughs> keep your eyes on social media. Yeah, we'll be announcing a something um, that we're going to be doing um, in a couple of months' time. So probably mention that. Yeah. Um, at the, before we finish for the season, whenever that may be. Absolutely. Tell you what it's going to be, but with not many details because we haven't firmed them up ourselves yet. No, <laughs> we'll give you the information that we've got. As is, as is very juncture. standard. Yeah. Um, Live in America for pre-season. Is that what it's well, going to be? Imagine you... that. Live imagine in America. If anyone wants to, tell you what, if anyone wants to send us out there and uh, sponsor <laughs> us, send us out there, that's fine. You can do that. Just hello at wisemensay.co.uk. Yeah. How much are flights out there? Probably. Well, do you know what? We we looked at four it. Of we, us. We we were gonna do it because flight when the first announced that the flights weren't that bad, and then we just like dragged our heels a bit and a bit, and they've gone up. They've gone up ridiculously. Oh, it's not okay. Really if somebody sponsors to go. It's not our concern. So no. Well, well in, in that, I'm just I'm just wanna... I'm just I'm just setting expectations. That, uh, but if you want to, if you want to do now, what I would say, if you want if you want to if you want to do that, then um, you know you better act quickly because obviously the prices could go even further. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's definitely something to think about for any <laughs> potential listener out there. We do get plenty of listens in America, just saying. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, remember to go and get your WMS 15 um, discount from FDR Clothing. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, um, or just Google FDR Clothing. You'll, you'll, you'll come across their great products. So thanks for them for sponsoring the Reaction Pod over the last few months. And we'll be back later in the week. And as always, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.